Ladies, gentlemen, Thermians, and fellow Questarians, welcome to the only podcast celebrating the 1999 epic space adventure comedy, Galaxy Quest. I'm Alex. I'm Austin. I'm RJ. And we are three grown-ass men just talking about Galaxy Quest. You're listening to By Grabthar's Hammer, What a Podcast. In today's special episode, we are joined by guest Mariel Bayona to discuss the 91st Academy Award nominees and some notable Oscar snubs. Are you ready to blast off, boys? <laughs> yeah. Let's go! Never, Never give, give up! up. Never, Never surrender! By Grabthar's Hammer. What a podcast. And we are back oh one man. year later. My goodness. Do you know how long we've been in that bunker? One full year. <laughs> one full year. Marielle's been on FaceTime for the entire year just waiting for us to boot back up the podcast. <laughs> we were just, just looking a, for a good Wi-Fi signal. Just a blank screen. So we're the I hell? ran out of battery for a month, but I'm okay. Yeah. She, but you got rent. it. She found her charger and she's back with us. Yay! So where the hell have we been? What's been going on? Uh, well, I think we mainly just been waiting on some new Galaxy Quest <laughs> news so we could do another episode. Uh, well, yeah, man. You know, like... Ladies we, and gentlemen, this been... is a podcast about the film Galaxy Quest, but surprisingly, there hasn't been a lot of Galaxy Quest news since 1999. I still get a Google alert, but it never has a lot of content. I think last time we recorded a podcast, we were very excited because Galaxy Quest, the TV show, mm-hmm. was in pre-production, and at pre, the time, pre, pre-production, pre, pre, very early pre-production, and at the time, comedian, scriptwriter, podcaster, podcaster, actor Paul Shear was spearheading the effort to bring back Galaxy Quest to Amazon. As of yeah, and what's going on well, there? <laughs> what's yeah, the let's update? get an update, Al. What do we got? As of August 20, 2018, Paul Shear. August 20, 2018 18. is our. That's the update. last. That's the <laughs> All right, I'm back in. All right. <laughs> it took me a while to find the the microphone so that we could record this episode. So Paul Shear did an interview with, I believe, the Rap online and said that Galaxy Quest, the TV series, is still happening. But it's in a bit of a holding pattern at the moment <laughs> due to the head of Paramount TV, President Amy Powell, being forced out of her position. And it kind of threw the whole thing for a So l- we a need loop. to start a letter campaign to the new president of TV at Amazon Prime Planet, whatever <laughs> Prime, they are. <laughs> we need to write someone something. Man. And we're we're gonna that's we gotta get some signatures. Okay, so get some signatures. Do we have an update after August 2018? It's currently February 2019. Well, it's funny. I kept I kept checking. No, there's not been an update cool. since then. So I would imagine cool. it's still in a a heavy holding pattern. So just 20 years later, I'm just sitting here with my thumb up my ass, waiting for more Galaxy Quest. Uh, in other Galaxy Quest news, you sent me a text, Alex, uh, a couple weeks ago, like a week ago. You're like three dollars had to do it. Galaxy Quest VHS. VHS. Now we own two of them. <laughs> Where uh, I was strolling around the Humboldt Humboldt Square Humboldt Humboldt Square. I was strolling Square. around Humboldt Park. Humboldt Park. Yeah. That's, that's where we live. Humboldt Park in uh, Chicago, and popped into a little vintage store. Nondescript, no name on it. They had a bunch of old X Men comics for a buck Ooh. piece. I had most of them already, so didn't need it. But they also <laughs> had over on the counter VHS copy of Galaxy Quest. On the how, counter? How on much was it? Three bones. Wow, was it like that's out, like <laughs> displayed. It was displayed. Wow. Oh yeah, he knew what he he knew what he had. I'm gonna, is is he I, a fan of the podcast? 
I'm gonna I didn't even throw out three dollars for a VHS copy of Galaxy Quest. Seemed a bit high. No. Yeah, but that's because he knows the value. And, of that that, and I, all tapes are a dollar. I guarantee like you, when you when you brought it up to purchase it, I I bet he was like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> I put three books on here as a what? joke." Yeah, like I'm sure. Okay. Well, well good, RJ, good you brought you. over a VHS copy of Speed the other day, I and it did. had the price tag on yeah. it. How much did you pay for that 50 thing? Cents. Uh, nothing. <laughs> That was free. <laughs> that it did have a fifty cent sticker on it, but I actually got it uh, free. BH, BH Reno BHS down the street, one of our favorite restaurants, Reno in Chicago, uh, have a little one. They only play VHS all day, which is wonderful, and they have a great collection that all I do is stare at. But they have a little box, and they give away the ones they don't want anymore. And I found Speed in there, I don't and know I yelled at every speed. employee, and then took it. Well, we also <laughs> found Predator in there recently too. Reno. No shit. Yeah, VHS and, uh, Predator and Executive Decision. Yeah, as well. Oh my God! So that's a good. They're putting free, out a lot of hits over there at Reno. Be so good. For those of you tuning in, though, for a Galaxy <laughs> Quest update, Paul Shear did mention, uh, even though that the it's basically on indefinite hiatus, it sounds like at the moment. I'm going to quote him here. He talked a little bit about his vision for Galaxy Quest. He had a bit of an update. He said, "We want to create this kind of thing that feels like an epic sequel, but a continue but a continuation. I compare it to what the Force Awakens is to Star Wars." It is continuing a story, but bringing in new characters. So that's his, uh, oh, that's wow. his uh, premise, I guess, for whatever the Galaxy Quest TV show may end up being. Look, man, I appreciate the Star Wars reference, but it's Star Trek Next Gen. Like, to a T, the first episode of Star Trek Next Gen literally has Dr. McCoy from Star Trek in it at the end. And it's just like, okay, so remember Star Trek and how cool it was? Well, here's a new one. No. It is kind of funny that Paul it's like Shear, blending the two. Yeah, it's it's funny that Paul Shear would adventure. reference Star Wars though, when Galaxy Quest is purely a Star Trek yeah, based like, show, almost entirely. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Well, Paul, keep working on that. Uh, we hope your <laughs> Paul boss is going to pay for a pilot. Uh, well, they also spend a billion dollars on a new Lord of the Rings show that no one knows anything about. That's right. So, listeners, keep on tuning in. We'll put out a podcast once a year with Galaxy Quest <laughs> updates as long as you keep checking us out. And I think that but wraps up this episode. <laughs> Never surrender. <laughs> See you next year. Did it, but wait, didn't Galaxy Quest get recently added also on Amazon Prime? Oh. So you... For people, like, for mm, movies to see. I'm going to double check. I'm pretty sure because I saw it. You know, we own it on VHS, so we never uh, look <laughs> yeah, for the streaming <laughs> services. No, it was uh, it, it was, was on, on Netflix, Netflix for but a while. I don't believe it is currently. That's right. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Galaxy Quest <laughs> may or may not be available on Amazon, <laughs> on Amazon Prime. Prime. Also, you can find it at any vintage shop on VHS <laughs> for three or less dollars. Well... <laughs> I guess we should move on to the meat of the bones of this episode. Al, you want to take us into the next? Yeah, tell us what the marrow is. That's right. The reason we've gathered here today with special guest Meryl Biona is to discuss the 91st Academy Awards, which are going to air on February 24 over on ABC. Shout out to our friends over there at uh, ABC. ABC. <laughs> Unhosted this year. Unhosted. Unhosted, but... <laughs> and they're backtracking back and forth on what categories are going to be aired and what are being removed. I love that the first one they announced that I saw was like, oh, yeah, and cinematography is going to be during the commercials. And I was like, oh, this is going to go over great. Yeah, and then immediately <laughs> had to backtrack after every... Just kidding. We're going to show everyone, and every song is going to be performed, and we're not going to have a host, but we're going to have like 20 hosts. And uh, please watch us, and it's still going to be boring and long, and you're going to love it. Well, that's what I thought was funny when they finally announced, like, no host, like, good. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> awesome. That will cut out at least 20 minutes that like, we don't right, need. 15 minutes short at the beginning. Yeah. 
It's done. Jump right. It starts and then jump right in. You know, like let's just do this thing. I think they should just play a tape of Hugh Jackman's uh, like monologue. Over, yeah. What do you call him? Where he's opening, opening, opening number. The opening. The one yeah. that ends with I'm I'm fucking Wolverine. Wolverine. That was so <laughs> yeah. cool. And I, I don't understand why. Well. We won't even. We don't. That's not what we're here (laughs) for. Sorry. You can uh, find many good articles and interviews about why there's no host. Yep. Okay, but let's talk about the nominees because I know we've got some thoughts on them. I believe most of us have seen almost every of the nominated best pictures, if not all of them already. We'll get into it about an hour ago. RJ, you want to take us down a list? Uh, yeah. So we get four best nominees. Picture of the thousand eighteen. Uh, we have, in no particular order, from the Oscar.go.com website, uh, Best Picture, Black Panther, Black Klansman. I have a hunch this is alphabetic order. Yeah, now that I look at it, I think Both it's alphabetical, alphabetical order. order. Rhapsody. Oh, no. I, I didn't even read this. The Favorite, <laughs> Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. Quite a collection. Mariella, have you seen all the Best Picture nominations? I have, yes. Okay. You boys? I, I have. Yes, I've seen I'm them not. all. What, Al- have <laughs> not, what not. haven't you seen? I'm missing the two that I was most excited about, actually. I'm missing Black Klansman and Roma. Ooh, mm. okay. Ooh. okay. Well, that's a damn shame. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're telling <laughs> I'll me. Be honest, one of those has been on Netflix for quite yeah. a while. But and, and one of those is one of the best movies of the year. <laughs> Pretty sure we uh, knew a guy who worked on it, too. Probably should go see it. Yeah. I'll be honest, I've, it's been busy. Uh, okay, well then, Alex, you started us off. Out of the ones that you have seen, what, how are you feeling well, about what, this what nomination I list? Looking at this list, how many mm-hmm. have we got? Four, five, seven. six, seven. Seven nominees this year. I have a hunch we have some strong feelings, just looking at this broadly, about the films that were not nominated for Best Picture from last year. Mm-hmm. Let's discuss those first. Just taking a glance at this, what movies do you feel like, what immediately jumps to mind, what was overlooked, what should be on this list? It comes to mind. We can go one by one because I, I have a hunch that we all have some some strong thoughts about this. Marielle, were there any surprises that were you surprised to see some films not nominated for Best Picture? Ugh. Besides, <laughs> besides Venom, we know Venom yeah, should be on there, but we don't need to. Venom, but we'll just assume it's on there. Which oh, uh, which was worse, Venom or The Predator? The Predator. The Predator is a okay. the predator. disaster of a movie. Yeah. The Predator was that I have that it as my I, I, not to be negative, were, but that was the worst film I saw last year. I think I would uh, maybe agree. Yeah. Predator was just sad. It, it was, was just sad. like very, very it was, sad. It was a big very, old very big sad. old bummer. It was just one of those movies that you just get real bummed the whole time because <laughs> it's like And it hurt. Yeah, you could have given it to me. Sure. I surely I, I can't get any more bummed in this movie. Oh. But like, oh, oh, yep, oh, there, yep, oh again. is that a predator and dog? Again, again. And I'm bummed again. And I don't think we're saying that just to be mean, because this is a sci-fi based podcast. We're all pretty well versed and pretty open to sci-fi films, very, even bad ones. Very open for to all of us movies. to unanimously agree, that was a terrible movie. I, what went wrong? No, I I have probably said this before, but I deliberately watch movies that look terrible, that have large budgets, because I'm like, fuck, this is gonna look fucking so good, but be a terrible story, or just be fun to watch. And that movie was, was nothing. There was <laughs> yeah. no. I walked out and I was just like, why the fuck did I just do that? I don't ever feel like I waste time when I watch a movie. I felt like I wasted my time. It was not Especially a movie. Especially coming from uh, Shane Black. That was a big... One of my favorite like, writer-directors. Yeah, f- yeah. Has done a, made a lot of really good movies. And then he just pooped that thing out real quick. Dude, what? How is that his follow-up to The Nice Guys? I yeah. don't know. 
Okay, Mario. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Well, tune in next episode for our the Predator episode where we bitch about the Predator for 16 hours. So yeah, Mario, what what are you missing from this list here that kind of bums you out? You know what? I was kind of hoping that we could get some nominations from Hereditary. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really do think uh, the performances were just out of the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really enjoyed even like special, even like special effects and stuff might have been good. Um, and it's and it's just awesome to see like a horror movie, sort of honored and nominated for good, for best. I mean, for at least a category. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, Annihilation, we all knew it wasn't going to be nominated, but yep. still, I had at least sound editing mm. or something sort of like thrown in there uh i think we're all you know, in probably agreement on <laughs> annihilation being yep. missed heavily in any category and i had and i had like a i was just like sort of bitching around the other day but i can't find it in this list about beautiful boy mm-hmm. was that all that was that came out last year yeah it, it did why, i'm pretty sure is, that it did why is it not in this list there i mean both uh um steve carell and what's the name of timothy chalamet yeah timothy chalamet yeah oh god they're they're both insane and i think they might have been i think that was worth at least i mean it's a hard movie and it's like an addiction movie so that's kind of like harsh hard to watch but uh i think it it would it would have deserved something Mm -hmm. in there that's pretty much it i'm not really i'm not really happy with some of the nominations this year yeah and well We'll get to those when we start discussing yeah, individual so, films. But those were my favorite Creed. I also liked, oh, but man. I'm a huge Rocky fan. Same. So. Mm. Didn't act- I haven't actually seen it, and I feel really bad about it. Yeah, RJ, that's your jam, no. dude. I know. Creed it's one of those bro. things where I was like, I, I was busy when it came out, and then I never got around to seeing it, and now I'm kind of like saving it for and a rainy day because I know I'm going to fucking love it. And Michael B. Jordan, he's just getting better and better. Yeah, and bigger and ripper today. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it for me. Uh, well, I'll go next real quick. I'm just yeah, going to throw out my... Snubs. What do you want in that best snubs. picture category? Uh, boy Erased. Uh, yep. Little Boy. Little Boy Erased. Little Boy Eraser. Uh, I was going to say <laughs> <laughs> the movie, it definitely wasn't necessarily my favorite film of the year, but when I saw it and walked out, I, I thought for sure that would sweep at the Oscars and be nominated in a lot of categories. Definitely best picture. And it didn't. It's. I think it's nominated for one thing, and that is First Man. Mm. I no. Nope. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Gosling, let me speak my piece first, Mario. I I was completely blown away by that movie. I was not expecting much out of it. I went on literally like an afternoon by myself to go see it, and I remember walking out, and Alex asked me as soon as I got home what I thought, and I was like, "That is gonna crush at the Oscars." In nothing, because he was coming off hot from yeah, La La Land. From La La it was like two Land. years yeah. ago, wasn't I it? Thought, they both were. It's I thought what worked so well for me was that it was such a different film from La La Land, and the the technique he went to film it, and the editing, and everything mm-hmm. about it was just a whole new vibe for him. And I was blown away by the score, kind of lack there of score. So I th- I was very surprised that I didn't get anything. I would have taken off pretty much all of the best picture nominations and swapped it out for First Man. Wow. That's I am bad. hoping it wins sound editing. Yeah, the it sound is on here. Yeah. Sound was sound, insane sound, in that movie. Uh, editing and mixing nominated. Yeah, it was quite quite good. Um, mixing, yeah. Why did why do you think it wasn't nominated? Why didn't it get 
received. I mean, it's, it, got, it, it received it came, great reviews. Everyone out, I know saw it. Loved it came it. out, you know, early in the year. What mid? Was it this summer? It's like kind of that oh, era. It was that Oscar it was like May, period, right? April or May? No, yeah, maybe, look this up. No, I it was, it was earlier. I don't know. But I thought I, it kind of came out, and then all these other big, you know, Oscar bait movies kind of started coming out afterwards. And I was like, oh, I think it might have just kind of yeah. fell into the mix somehow. But I was very surprised. Uh, just some quick other ones that I was very bummed. Hereditary was, I mean, probably my second favorite film of the year. So that was a big bummer not to see it get any nominations. Like, I wasn't surprised for definitely Best Picture, but it would have been cool for them to take a stand of like a horror film can be the Best Picture of the Year, which it kind of uh-huh. is the Best Picture of the Year. Uh-huh. So I was very disappointed in that. And then obviously Annihilation, which we could do a whole other episode about that movie. Uh, and then the other one that I just very recently watched last week was The Sisters Brothers, and I don't think it would have, should have gotten necessarily Best Picture, or I'm not surprised it didn't get a Best Picture nomination, but that movie also blew me away. I was very pleased with that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was yeah, such just, a weird, uh, awesome, interesting take on a Western that had a bunch of twists and turns I wasn't expecting, and it was quite satisfying to watch. Just watched that this morning. A lot of good, good performances, a yeah. lot then, of cool actors in it. Was and Suspiria this it year? Was Suspiria was this year. Yeah. Hey, well, I never saw Suspiria. So, 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 Suspiria is probably my favorite film of the year. Oh. Uh, mm. Okay. It, that was one of those that during the movie, I've never felt so affected and awkward and weird and wanted it to kind of stop, but also never wanted it to end all at the same time. Would you classify that as a, it's a horror. No, it's a horror film, yeah. I wonder, sure. what, is there any movies horror, that have been like Oscar contenders that you would classify as horror? Well, the, the Silence of the Lambs, yeah. but I don't even. That was more psychological yeah, more thriller, thriller. That was more or, psychological thriller, no? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like with Suspiria, I'm I'm not necessarily surprised, but like it, it's the in my opinion the best picture of the year. Like that was yeah. wild. That's, that's, that's you. Who I am. Uh, agree with a lot of what said. Still need to see Hereditary and Suspiria. Uh, I think I maxed out on spooky movies last year and didn't give enough time to the good ones. So for the best picture, man, like there's some movies that stand out that I feel like should have been uh, somehow, somewhere nominated for something. Annihilation is obviously one of my picks that I would at least like to see on here, even if it's not like winning a bunch of awards. Also, probably not best picture, but like performances and production design and screenplay and all that shit. Sorry to bother you was mm. one oh, of sorry the most to bo- yeah. like actually entertaining and surprising movies i saw last year that was just like that was a wild ride it wasn't like anything else i saw and it was the way it was put together was so interesting and cool but i thought though like that movie was amazing and a lot of the people in it were crushing it sisters brothers i saw this morning and definitely deserves a spot on here somewhere even if it's just like cinematography or I mean something and, like it was so beautiful and, and John and, like, C Riley's score was really always good. amazing he's so good in that movie. John C Riley absolutely could I mean, be a supporting role sure. nominee yeah, for that great. movie. Uh I thought Jake Gyllenhaal was really awesome in it too. Mm-hmm. And Did you see uh movie. Sisters Brothers Mario? Yes, and who doesn't love Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah, he was, he was great. great. Yeah, too, both of them were were amazing. And I and I and when I saw it I did think it was going to get nominated at least like for script writing mm-hmm. uh, for screenplay uh but i was also surprised that it didn't that's why i've been uh, i'll get to that later uh, but, frustration yeah. it sounds like <laughs> there's yes. a, i think there's a lot of frustration in all of us this year uh, as far as westerns go the ballad of buster scruggs was nominated for original song but that was a fucking fun movie man and it was i like that really movie well 
And yeah. I was surprised that you got adapted screenplay and a song. And I'm like, yeah, but there was more to it than that. Like, I would have gladly swapped that out for one of the other movies. And then lastly, probably doesn't have any place on here because it's just not a film that the Academy would probably recognize. But Mandy <laughs> was a wild Mandy ride. with Nicolas Cage <laughs> was an amazing movie that deserves recognition. Yeah. Or, or they should like just screen it at the Oscars. Like yeah. just play it as people that walk in. Mandy <laughs> can Mandy host the Oscars. Yeah. We just oh, watch yeah, Mandy just, at yeah. 10 minute intervals all night. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't, I know that there was some hubbub about the score not technically being Original able score. to be yeah. nominated, but fuck all that shit. It should be. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was the best music I heard. In, one of the best scores I've heard in a movie. Wait, for Ma- Mandy? Mandy was awesome. Yeah, Mandy? That was wild. Like yeah. from second one, it's a black screen and the score starts and you're like already going 100 miles an hour for the rest of the movie. It's crazy. I love that it. That one I didn't it was see. It's so uncomfortable, but interesting. It's a interesting watch. It will definitely keep your attention, but by the end of it, you don't know whether you like it or not. No. But then the more I you said on it, the more I said it, and I was like, yes, that is a good movie. But just it makes you very uncomfortable the whole time. Yeah, Alex, uh, how you feeling, yeah, those buddy? Are, I think those are mine. Uh, let's see. I was looking at my my ranked list here, and it's funny that the order of my ranking it's it's before it's it takes all the way to get to number ten before one of the best picture nominees appears on my list, and that was the favorite. Like your best of twenty. Yeah, my best my favorite movies of the past year. Number ten is the favorite. And that's the first one that pops up on the Best Picture nominee. So I've got a lot of that I wow. felt s- were snubbed. I can't imagine a world where Annihilation would have been nominated for anything outside of sound, but that was my favorite movie as well Give like of, production of last design. year. Production design, it was just such a... Adapted screenplay. Perhaps. Yeah, adapted that's screenplay true. would we, be very interesting because yeah. you're talking about a bizarre adaptation. Because like, we, we read all those books material. and... I read the book and didn't understand. What yeah, it's barely an adaptation, really. It's like so far <laughs> off. Yeah. That, um, Very far off the book. Incredible movie. Um, Hereditary. A, a totally great. Tony Collette. If nothing else, she should have been nominated. Mm-hmm. My, my third favorite film of the year was Mission Impossible 4 Fallout. Yeah, that's... I m- almost mentioned that on the Best Picture well, see, thing. And I, yeah, and I was like, I feel bad because like, this is clearly never, ever going to win a, Best Picture. No, but of course it, not. Fucking... It was amazing. Yeah, it was. It quite had amazing. the the epic scope of like the Dark Knight. I felt like some of uh, it, it had that same intensity. Maybe not as important well, feeling th- as the th- Dark Knight. I think the, the issue you run in with a Fallout is that it's a great, great movie, but it's not really saying much. No, <laughs> you know? it didn't have a lot to say. Other than like films are still fun, and you can make really fun big blockbusters that are really, really good that but don't it, have to be saying anything important necessarily. True. I mean, that's why I think we liked is that you're able to walk away, and then it's not really saying anything, which is a good thing because then you just suck into it, and then you're out, and you just mm-hmm. feel good for the two hours you're watching it. But that's what keeps that out of like, yeah. the best picture. Ranking. I wonder. I, I did. You know, we could obviously just check this. I, did it get nominated for any technical categories? Uh, sound design. I think it anything? got nominated for Tom Cruise running. Tom Cruise running. Best run. Do they do? They don't have. They never did. I remember they're talking about stunt. Yes, they. Uh, no, that was, they, they do. Best, they best stunt is not a category, but, but I, I read a, a, an interesting article about the Oscars. Like you know, they're always trying to find ways to get people actually in. Wa- interested in watching the Oscars, like the more common, yeah. common yeah. folk, more get the more common folk like they were going to do the popular film category that immediately got scratched. But one idea that was presented was a stunt category, which 
Should be. I don't see it on here anywhere. Yeah, that's too bad. Shut out. Again, Tom Cruise. That's all right, though. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of Joaquin Phoenix being incredible, another one that really stuck with me last year was You Were Never Really Here. Mm -hmm. And I thought Joaquin, that that was one of the best performances I saw last year. I don't know. I still can't decide if I necessarily liked the movie. It it made you feel so terrible afterwards. But uh, Joaquin was just absolutely incredible. It was just Joaquin. Didn't that also have a really rad score that's not nominated? Yeah, that was Johnny Greenwood. Oh, yeah. And it sounds nothing like any other Johnny Greenwood score. It was one of those that as the movie, I mean, I was watching the movie, we were both like, oh, my God, the soundtrack's like awesome. Pulled it up on Spotify afterwards. Johnny Greenwood. And I was like, you won't believe he did the soundtrack. And it was Johnny Greenwood. That's awesome. Uh, My uh, one that was overlooked, especially for like maybe screenplay or adapt at screenplay adaptation it was the death of stalin i thought oh, had one of yeah, the best man. one of the best scripts mm-hmm. of the that year. was so funny yeah first man totally agree with austin and then uh there was a lot i, I know last year we talked quite a bit about lady bird a decisive a divisive film uh, <laughs> i don't think it was divisive was it i, I don't, I don't know just I just, for us yeah i guess like I, I just didn't much care for lady bird and I then t- this year back to back two films came out that were the lady bird of this year Better than Lady Bird, and neither one of them got any love, and that was eighth grade in mid nineties. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh mid nineties. I really like that. I movie. love mid nineties and I think eighth grade was even better, but the pairing of those two movies tells basically the oh, same cool. story, you know, of these kids just fi- trying to find a place. But eighth grade felt more authentic than Lady Bird did to me, and you know, eighth grade just didn't get that same love for some reason. Mm. Okay, those oh, really- are my Yeah, mid nineties, I totally agree. And it was just like one of those movies that it, that is kind of like raw. Yeah. To see sort of like kids sort of like go through like the phase between teenage years and losing their sort of like innocence or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was a great movie. Yeah. Sim- yeah. Simple premise that just executed so well that it's very effective. Yeah. All that stuff we've been blocking mm-hmm. out of our minds for the last yeah. 15 <laughs> yeah. years. <laughs> one, uh, one other overlooked film that I'm, I don't know that it would have been nominated, but I could have seen it easily replacing half the films that were nominated was first reformed. Also yeah. felt like a very well. It's got some nominations. That got oh, does it? That got yeah. an original screen screenplay. Good. Yeah. Ethan Hawke, I know, wasn't nominated for best no. actor, and he was phenomenal in it. Yeah. I think he could have been in there, but also I think the male performances this year were kind of strong. Yeah, so. it's, but yeah, but Ethan Hawke really blew me away in First Reformed. Pun intended. Yeah. The ending blew. Hey, blew I didn't see him. Oh, oh spoiler! No spoilers. Never well, let's. <laughs> no, you can spoil it. I mean, I should have seen it. I think it's on Prime. Enough about the hypotheticals. Let's take a look at the best pictures that are actually nominated. What do we got? <laughs> What's the consensus? What's everyone's uh, oh, favorite, man. least favorite? <laughs> Should we? Uh, I mean, do you, let's, let's do you do want do me to go through the list? <laughs> yeah, to, you, let's go through the list out. and see I what think we have let's, to say. Let's uh, do favorite and uh, least favorite, just so we can keep it focused for a minute here. Cool. Because uh, we otherwise, I think we could all just rant for yeah. a while. Austin, oh, kick oh, it off with the, the favorite. Okay. Well, oh, well <laughs> the okay. favorite. The favorite. favorite. Yeah. favorite. <laughs> out of the list, it's tough because there are some really good movies on there, but I like Alex. None of these definitely really even broke my top ten. Other than, which is my f- pick for winner, would be Roma. That was one that, as soon as I was, we finished watching it, I was like, I totally understand what the hype was about. Because I was a late bloomer. I only watched it maybe a month ago. You are so. a late bloomer. I'm a late bloomer. And that was a very impactful, important film that also, like, simple. The, you know, the story itself is so straightforward, simple, and clean. But it just tells so much in a unique way that is never, I've never seen a movie like that. So that that would definitely be my pick, closely followed by the favorite. Uh, I really enjoyed the favorite as well. 
It was a very unique film. Least favorite, which well, that's a tough one because there's a bunch on here I don't really care for. <laughs> yeah. But the big, I guess the biggest one that kind of just straight up pissed me off that got <laughs> it got nominated. You're wondering why it's on the list. Was Bohemian Rhapsody. I, you know, huge Queen fan. Love Queen. I thought the Freddie Mercury performance was out of this world good. Totally deserves a nomination. I hope he wins. But that movie was simply not good. Oh, and for cool. the fact that it made... It was one of the dumbest movies I saw a year. And then it came out as a Best Picture nomination. Just totally blew me away. I don't understand how that happened. Well, it was a, it's a crowd pleaser. Oh, no I doubt underst- about it. I understand how it happened. Here's how I knew it happened. Because you walk out of the movie and me and Alex saw it with our parents. And right when you walk out, mom goes, oh, well, that's just a delightful film. That's one of the best movies I've seen in a while. And me, I was like, mm, that's going to be nominated for Best Picture. Isn't it? <laughs> it's yeah. like when you're reading the news all day. And then you start to have a panic attack, and you look at cats. Yeah. And you're like, man, that cat video is like the best fucking video I've ever <laughs> yeah. seen in my life. Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian was a cat Rhapsody video. was just a fucking shot of just okay that you needed. Yes. Yeah. It was no, just it was okay. I think that's the best description. I think description. The, the biggest disappointment is that the movie had the potential to be so much better than it was. And then they gave it to Brian Singer. Yeah. And, there, and there's elements throughout it that you're like, oh, man, this could have been good. Like, I like this, but this could have been just way better. And yeah. then oh, the overall execution was just not. De- it just wasn't very good. It's de- not Best Picture nomination worthy. To get to your point, when, when I saw it with Austin, there were scenes in the movie theater, and again, this sounds very mean, but I literally laughed at some of the things that were happening on screen. Like, this, oh, they're, this is a joke. They're making, like like, it's the, a parody uh, of a biopic. Yeah, it's just like the generic. What you said to me, you told me this after you saw it, or maybe it was after I saw it. You're like, I thought because. They made Dewey Cox. Dewey Cox. Yeah, we don't have to Walk sit through shit like this anymore. The story of Dewey Cox with John C. Riley. Like, we don't have to sit through this shit anymore. Like, because they made fun of every biopic. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and now it's nominated. Te- then they made this movie that is just a generic biopic with like a lot more musical features. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and honestly, you <laughs> had Rami Malek. You could have done it. You could have like taken advantage of his amazing performance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Could have, like squeezed. Freddie Mercury story all throughout, but no, they just decided to do the bam, like the yeah. those like that, concert, they just did like the blo- mid concert yeah. shots that yeah, they exactly. were just like not. Like, they could have relied, put the whole thing on his shoulders, which they did in a sense because he carries the movie. If without him, that movie would yeah. not have been nominated oh, for best so picture. Much totally worse. agree. That but, movie is Rami Malek yeah. all yeah. the way. If they yeah. would have let him and that Mike Myers cameo. So yeah. If they would have <laughs> just completely focused on him and just focused on Freddie Mercury's story as opposed to like the full band's rise, I think it would have yeah. been a much better picture. I th- you're right. And yeah. I think Bohemian Rhapsody, it's not necessarily that even that they glossed over a lot of the queen behind the scenes, you know, some of the character the the true life character quirks of these these individuals it's not just that they glossed over all that that made the movie you know not good it was more that it was just so generic that you could have put any band name in there you know it didn't it it wasn't just queen it was just such a random it was such a generic film that you could have slept slipped any band name in there and it would have been the same movie it was like it it was not specific my other other major issue was that it was so unoffensive even though it was telling some major stuff that went down with the band and it did did definitely touched on like freddie's sexuality 
but it did it on such a surface level. And every other member of the band was portrayed as just the nicest dudes. Because they were all on and hand. Were, and of, the, that's the they thing. all had movie. seven lines. Brian May was movie. like the producer and was literally on set, I think, about every day. And then his character, his actor, is the nicest guy in the movie. Yeah. Hell and yeah, he is. You, you just can't help but wonder, like, like unleash it. Like, tell the true story. Like, let's see what really happened and yeah. make it such a surface level, you know, popcorn film. Man. I think also what happened is that you could tell that they were struggling either to make it like a band movie or a Freddy band. So For there sure. was like also this admit movie. You could tell that there was just like this weird mismatch of trying to either focus on Freddy or focus on the band. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was kind of weird, but I totally agree with you. Uh, Marielle, is that also your least favorite out of the best picture nominations or do you have something else? No, I have Ooh. Well, oh, which is? <laughs> oh, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, honestly, I don't know why. I mean, it's it, Black Panther, man. I mean, it it mm. was good. It was good, but I I liked uh I liked Infinity Infinity War a lot better. Yeah. Uh, it's it, I think the, Infinity War is a stronger in terms movie. of in terms of of superheroes, right? And like it's this, and it's such a epidemic and it's like so much happening like and it's like an up and coming like all the superhero genre that it's just like they're making it either better or worse and black panther yeah the costumes i'm i'm kind of hoping they win because mm-hmm. it is yeah it the, is, the costumes it was movie just like crazy. phenomenal but overall the movie was just like another superhero movie mm-hmm. i left just like walking out just like yeah okay like it was mm-hmm. awesome, but yeah, it didn't blow my mind, and I would never thought it would have been nominated for an Oscar. And A Star Is Born, I just think it's just stupid that they put it in. <laughs> okay, so we've got so far okay. we've got two and least maybe. favorites out of there. Do you have one out of there on the list that you that you, what's your pick? Like, what's your did you like them? Any of them? Did you like any of these movies? <laughs> No, I mean I, I'm I'm with I'm with Austin. I'm tied between the favorite and Roma. Mm-hmm. Not because it's Mexican, but it Roma is just like I think it would as it was, it it was just like overly celebrated a little bit because all these like the long takes mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. being black and white. But to me, it's something that has already been done before, and you see those all these great also uh, directors. Um, Europeans like Henneke, he did he did that a lot mm-hmm. in his in in his filmmaking, and also if you've seen Russian Ark, it's just like a two hour movie of just one take. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I it, it was overly it was overly uh, celebrated, but it does talk about this culture issue that still exists in Mexico that that it, I think it was beautifully portrayed, and so honestly portrayed also because mm-hmm. it, it's the the servant culture is something that you see in mexico on a daily basis and it it's, i mean and it had beautiful shots and stuff and the favorite is just like the performances are insane mm-hmm. and also the shots i yeah, mean yeah. that what when do you see someone using fish islands mm-hmm. that's literally the first and thing we works, said when we walked out and that works oh god i it freaking love so that it works so well we we walked out of that and literally all of us were like the fisheye lens with the victorian era was unlike anything i've ever seen and added such a flair 
that just mm-hmm. grabs your attention and adds like this gnarly vibe and an attitude, which is clearly completely and, intentional. Well, well, and like the room perspective, like it was a lot yeah, of hallways exactly. and two corners meeting and you're like, I can see both things yeah. right now. What the fuck? And, and it just added that kind of weird, eerie, uncomfortable vibe to an uncomfortable movie. Yeah. And it was, you yeah. can tell that's like, he's a good enough director, which I was stoked to see he was nominated because he he knew, he knows what he's doing. Like he's like that. I'm gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna r- roll with this aesthetic because it's gonna add so much to the vibe we're trying to tell. Yeah, that that's funny you mentioned the fish islands. That's the very first thing we all pointed out when we walked out. The movie. No, great. yeah, loved it. So just between those two and the rest of them, um, they're never okay. <laughs> I mean, Vice Vice is really good too. The performances yeah. are insane. I mm-hmm. mean, Christian mm-hmm. Bale just knocks it out of the water. And yeah. of course, am I right with Sam Rockwell? Yeah, Mr. He, Sam Rockwell, Galaxy Quest zone. Galaxy Quest. Sam Rockwell. Speaking of Galaxy, he won last year, right? Second yeah. year, yes, row. yeah, winner and second nomination. I think on Vice, you mentioned had some some of my favorite performances of last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm inter- it's so interesting how some people absolutely do not seem to like Vice, the movie. They they despise it. It's a lot of critics that I've I've read, and then some people seem to love it. And I fell somewhere in between. I think I mostly liked it though, and thought it was entertaining. But the performances were great. I thought um, yes. Steve Carell. Steve was Carell, fantastic. Yeah. Rumsfeld. Yeah, I really liked his performance. Favorite movie? If, if there's one, I'm again not having seen Roma or Black Klansman. The favorite is the one that I would hope wins Best Picture, just because it was unlike any of the other ones. It had put a cool spin on um, a, what is usually a very dry period piece, you know, some something kind of stale, and yeah. it made it seem really cool and was just wickedly funny and the performances were great. The favorite would be my f- the favorite to win and then as far as the two that I'm not sure why they're on there I would but Bohemian Rhapsody and Black Panther. They're both they're both fine, but they're not best picture movies to me. Black Panther I just thought was a, a fine superhero film, but the mm-hmm. the action choreography it just seemed like a lower tier Marvel movie on the technical aspects of it. There's lots that I liked about all these movies though. I mean, to be positive but I, I wouldn't have put Black Panther or Bohemian Rhapsody in the best picture category. RJ? Well, favorite uh, and least let's favorite? start at the bottom. Nothing new here, guys. Bohemian Rhapsody was fun. I enjoyed no watching it. I also was very entertained. I, I was entertained. Rami Malek rocked my face off. Uh, mm-hmm. He definitely deserves to be nominated for his performance. I do not think this movie deserves a nomination. Mm. I don't think this movie is very good at all. Also, like, guys, let's stop giving Brian Singer work because yeah, really. his movies suck and he's a horrible person. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. My favorite <laughs> was also The Favorite. I I was really stuck between Roma and The Favorite and the thing that kind of solved it for me. Pretty much what you were saying, Marielle, is like Roma was amazing, but it's it didn't feel like super fresh or new to me. Like mm-hmm. the style of filmmaking was very beautiful, but I've seen movies that look like that. Uh, the story was new and interesting to me, and I loved it. So if The Favorite didn't come out last year, Roma would be at the top. But The Favorite just spoke to me more about like my sensibilities movie-wise. And like we talked about, the fisheye stuff, the performances, the way the movie was shot entirely, just the whole production design. Like I loved that movie. It made me feel real uncomfortable at times and made me laugh a lot. But that movie was awesome. Like, mm-hmm. it's interesting. It's not just, like, bullshit you know. 
you might learn something and you get to see these interactions in a world that you will never be in. So it was really cool. I loved it. And it's my favorite. Nice. Uh, I do Yay. agree on the black, just comic guy jumping in on the black Panther front. Uh, that villain, like that Michael B alone mm-hmm. should, could be nominated on here. Like his role was amazing. I would have, part of me just wants it to win everything. Cause like at this point with the Oscars, I like kind of don't give a shit. Yeah. Cause I like, yeah. especially we've been talking about this a lot, but like half the movies on this best picture list, if you took them away, I wouldn't care. So, uh, you know, go ahead. Black Panther. Great movie. Do we have a prediction for which of these films will be the winner? On- uh, I, I see think Roma. I see Roma winning. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it cleaned up at the Golden Globes and Golden Globes are usually a pretty decent indication of what's to come be, yeah. the Oscar nomination. I, yeah. I, I I would predict Roma. I would be surprised if it didn't win. But I wouldn't be surprised if like a star is born one. I can no, also see I, I can no. see that. I know. I'm gonna scream at the world yeah. if a star is born wins. I'm gonna scream. <laughs> so you liked it, huh? <laughs> well what's so your fan? Marielle, what do you have to say about a star is born? Because <laughs> no. we're also seeing Star is Born. We also have Bradley Cooper being nominated for, for lead actor and Lady Which Gaga is, no, not for, ac- for actor. He got he got the snub on directing. Yeah, and Lady Gaga for actress and I, I know their song is nominated as well or her song but that she wrote stupid. okay so stupid so, stupid stupid Mar- marielle what's your what's your uh your issue with a star is born it's a remake it's True. a freaking remake fourth time fourth time yeah. it was like a silent film or like a uh, movie in the 50s it would have been I, weird if it, if it would have been bad because it's like Jimmy four times the Chris Christopherson but not Lady Gaga I mean she was just I mean she she's not a good actress I mean she's not so I just watched watch it watch I watched it. this movie literally before I came over here to do this recording uh, I enjoyed the movie because I'm a sucker for musicals and it was like an okay musical mm-hmm. you know who I liked Sam Elliott. That's no, the only thing I liked about them. Mother Flippin' Elliott. That's the only His first nomination. He was barely in that movie, and he was the best part of that movie. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, her I will, singing, though, like, every time she sang, I was like, this is fucking awesome. But, like, yeah, this is a music video. I also, See, I, I don't care. And that's well, the thing. I wasn't when, even crazy there were, about it. There were moments singing. when she really, <laughs> like, you know, when they first do the number, like, when she, she does a tune on piano she doesn't want to do. Hmm. Like, when she belts... When she really gets into stuff, like like I said, I'm a sucker for musicals. And I really enjoyed some of the performances in it partially. But yeah, I don't I don't think it was the best movie of last no, year. No, I thought I thought Samuel was great. I thought uh, Bradley Cooper was good Bradley too. Cooper we could talk really more good, about yeah. that. He, I was more surprised about Bradley singing mm-hmm. than yeah. Lady Gaga's acting. I don't know if that makes any it sense. It does, yeah. Bradley yeah. Cooper is not a singer mm-hmm. and Lady Gaga's not an actress. And I was I but he could he was, could pass yeah, himself yeah. off as At a all. singer. But together we are one best. Picture. I I do agree. It was one of those where I was very entertained when we watched it. I had a great yeah. time well, watching you the know, movie for the most part. Great time. Well, it's but, a and then, fucking and then bummer. It's, it's a bummer of a film. Uh, but I also I was very impressed with Bradley Cooper's performance. I thought yeah. he was pretty pretty damn good. Lady Gaga, I'm also just personally just not a fan of like her style of voice. It's just a personal preference. I just don't really care for her voice. So I, from the get go, wasn't really beautiful. St- to some, some might say <laughs> no. yes. No, Others might saying. say loud. Yeah. <laughs> I will say in and the dramatic. movie, all her pop star shit. When she gets the record deal, yeah, all the, that yeah. music was trash. Oh, yeah, which I assume is the point I, of the movie but as well. She, but it kind of is. But she was kind of just 
doing Lady Gaga Lady stuff Gaga. Yeah. with a little yeah. less good song. Well, I, I thought that was the only inter- the interesting part there was that her character clearly they wrote that in the style of like yeah. Lady Gaga's true story, where it's kind of following her become a pop star, where you know she originally was like more of a singer songwriter, which I just thought it was interesting because. That is still who Gaga is, is like a pop star. And in the end of the movie, she embraces that pop star life and seems to love being the, what's it, Allie's or or singer name? Mm -hmm. Which I thought was funny because the whole time Bradley Cooper's character is just like... Doesn't give a shit. Well, you're like, you're doing it wrong. You're missing the whole point here. Kind of playing out Lady Gaga's true story. But it was like, you're not really supposed to like what she's become, but that's That's also what Lady Gaga really has become. So I was very confused... And then at the same time, I I just found her acting completely distracting the whole time. I've got a, you could tell me if I've completely misread this wrong. Oh, yeah. There's something about <laughs> A Star is Born that I, I think Bradley Cooper was fantastic in it. And I think his character was extremely <laughs> unlikable. Yeah. I, he did a great job performing and acting in a role that was terrible. Like, not terrible. The the person itself, the, the character of, um, what was the Jack. character's name? Jack. Yep. Was just a bad dude. Jackson, he was. I, there was no redeeming quality to him. That's the way I interpret it. And here's why: I felt really icky watching the beginning of A Star Is Born when he stumbles into the bar drunk. He's a celebrity. He has power. Immediately attaches himself to a younger wannabe starlet. Yeah. As his protege, immediately starts coming on to her. In the first scene, he's touching her face. He's being. He's making these advances that are just very uncomfortable, and. Then he proceeds to, they enter a relationship. He's mm-hmm. emotionally manipulative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Threatens suicide, eventually kill, kills himself. Spoiler alert. Spoiler, man. The, I don't know if you guys have been following Ryan Adams and what has happened with him over the last week. No. Where you know, well-known oh, yeah. 40-year-old artist took what? in a young singer-songwriter, 20, age 20, who was just getting her start. Proceeded to enter a relationship with her, and then emotionally and manipulative was ma- manipulative and abused her, and then threatened suicide. This is all. This all came out in this past week, and I realized, like, as I was reading the Ryan Adams thing, I was like, Jesus Christ, this was my problem with the Stars Born. Like, he is the same guy, yeah. as okay. Bradley Cooper's character. Like, he he's in a position of power where he uses that power. You know, it seems in the movie they play it off as kind of cute and it's a consensual relationship, but it still felt so icky to me where he was able to just come in. The first night, pick up this girl because she knows who he is. He's a huge celebrity. And then he proceeds to make her career while at the same time, like, dictating her career and manipulating her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It felt, it felt very Jesus, icky watching man. it. And then I, <laughs> I put it all together with the, when this Ryan Adams stuff yeah, came no, out. I and feel I was like, a lot worse after Oh, yeah. The Ryan Adams stuff is like, me. oh, yeah, <laughs> this right. is a true well. story about, like, a piece of shit dude. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I, w- I would agree that it's uh, there were moments where I'm just, we were all real tight, tight clenched buttholes because we were just watching him self-destruct yeah with that scene where he pissed himself at the grammys i wanted a whole other movie about the blowback from that yeah that was her, that was like the one scene where her manager's like fuck you dude get away from her that specific scene was as hard to watch as the suspiria sequence when <laughs> a girl's body's <laughs> just being contorted and <laughs> well while we're kind of talking about some of these performances let's just yeah, let's gloss over in. the the performance list here so we can kind of you know put some Names to things. Names to faces. Films. Movie faces. Uh, we'll start <laughs> at the top here. Actor leading role. So we've got Christian Bale Christian for Bale. Vice, Bradley Cooper, Stars Born, William Defoe at, at Eternity's Gate, uh, Rami Malik for Bohemian Rhapsody, and Vigo. 
for Green Book. He is Vigo. Vigo. I love that Vigo. Anytime you see Vigo get nominated for something, you're always just like, fuck yeah, Vigo. Keep I'm doing it, Vigo. Big, I big love Vigo, Vigo Morton. Yeah. You know what I say every time he's back on this list? It's Return of the King, baby. <laughs> Return of the King. <laughs> Return of the King. <laughs> did anybody see Willem Dafoe in a tur- at Attorney's No, I have that movie I did. I have it at home right now as well. Yeah. Oh, you did see it, Marielle. I did. Please yes. tell us, inform us on the quality of the film. You know, Will. The, that movie, both Oscar Isaac and Willem are so beautiful. I mean, and I'm really impressed that they both speak very beautifully French. Oh. And uh, that movie, I mean, William, I can see why he's nominated. Vincent Van Gogh was just like this very disturbed person, and he was, I think, out of his time. So I don't know if you guys see what what it's about. It's about this sort of research that to that they found about Van Gogh, not really this sort of argument of Van Gogh not really uh, killing himself. It was like he was actually shot. He never mentioned it, and they found like these records on this um, uh, mental institution that he was um, that he was in. So it sort of surrounds his issues and his depressions and this sort of like his way of thinking and seeing the world and I think William just portrays it very beautifully um it's it's a it's another kind of William that you don't see I I I kind of compared him a lot with uh the Antichrist uh, Lars mm-hmm. Winter's Antichrist and it's just like a completely opposite of what I've seen from him. He's very beautiful. I really think that he's, that I'm really happy that he's nominated, especially because it, it wasn't an easy role. Mm-hmm. At Eternity's Gate, it's a very beautifully shot movie, but the direction wasn't that good. It's like this sort of like arts film, but it needed mm-hmm. like an extra oomph to mm-hmm. make it interesting. Yeah. Uh, but his performance is just beautiful. I'm very, very happy and excited that he's nominated. I don't think he'll win, but... Very well-deserved nomination, nice. I think. Um, yeah, same with uh, Vigo. Anytime you see William Defoe on a list, you're always excited, which last year he was up for Florida Project, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was awesome film because of how good he is in that as well. Yeah. Whenever the list came out and then I started looking up like his other movies, he's been doing all these like indie films, that he, but he keeps knocking them out of the park and keeps getting nominated. Like Florida Project mm-hmm. was a super low-budget film. Which I think just says something for his performance power mm-hmm. that he's still mm-hmm. able to bring out these movies that not too many people have heard of from the year, and he always makes the nomination list. Yeah, I love he's it. amazing. I, yeah, I'm a big fan of him. Got to watch it still. So he's uh, not my pick. Yeah, that's fair. Well, who's your pick? Because like uh, Marielle said earlier, the contenders this year are pretty. It's a tough, it's tough category. Man. They're I, all really good. Like Christian Bale and Vice is transformative transformative but he's also kind of christian bale oh, very little. much so you know but like i love that he went for it and i think he does give a really good performance so i'm mm-hmm. i'm happy to see his name there but mm-hmm. for me i tried to whittle it down today because on this list honestly i had, i didn't have like a strong front runner uh i thought bradley cooper was really good in a star is born i <laughs> i do love the his fucking voice was like the first thing we talked yeah, about. Man, <laughs> I can't even do it. It was just like fucking tr- like putting gravel in a blender. <laughs> and I loved it. And don't get me wrong. Like this is all positive. Like I thought it sounded dope. Didn't hear all of his lines of dialogue, but I liked it. I just yeah. wanted to get one more look at you. Uh, but that being said, I had to pick one between 
Rami Malek and Vigo, and Rami Malek yeah. was the standout. Yeah, yeah. Rami Malek's gonna get it. He I put think. a whole movie on his back and, and crushed it. Yeah, when you when you watch that movie, you not for a second did I not just see Freddie Mercury in that role. Like yeah. I thought he was like, like that was Freddie Mercury. I thought he I, was, yeah he definitely became that character have you guys ever seen mr robot no i never i I watched the first season i didn't go past i loved it but i just didn't have time to continue on i am i'm only mentioning this because once you see rami malik also mr robot you kind of understand why he was picked to portray freddie i think he's an amazing character perform uh, Mm -hmm. character actor and and that honestly i couldn't get enough of him uh, that's why I think that Bohemian Rhapsody is such a shame. Well, it, it was. It was. Like you said earlier, Like it was kind of they were having a problem. Like, is this a Queen movie? Yeah. Or is this a Freddie movie? Which it was because a Queen movie. When because I watched Brian that May movie. It and, he yeah. won- and he's in Queen. And he wanted it to be but a Queen movie. that movie was Rami Malek with a bunch of Queen like karaoke montages there's like four montages of them on yeah. tour recording so many montages and like, like three, we're gonna it, need it, a fucking it was montage. a montage like into a montage into another montage and like i don't get me wrong like gonna you know it's not montage. great for the movie but i can watch fucking those dudes do the full recording of bohemian rhapsody yeah, yeah. you know uh-huh. like when he was yelling at the drummer to just like just go a little higher and do, do it again like, yeah trust me Highly unrealistic, but for the it was like process. It, but, but it was like cotton candy. True, you know, like yeah, this was. was really fun. Now my stomach hurts because this movie sucks so bad. Because <laughs> yeah, it's too sweet. <laughs> there there were sweet. elements of it where but, it was like, like, does anybody yeah. ever? Uh, Brian May apparently is on set, but has anybody actually been in a studio here before? <laughs> yeah. It was it's like, like, oh, did they just write another classic hit in twenty seconds together? Like, no. I had that problem a bit too with a, a Star Is Born when. You know, he picks up Lady Gaga and then immediately flies her on a private jet and then she's out on stage. I and made then, an arrangement of it. Yeah, and it's, is that hope, really hope how it works? works. You 15 <laughs> yeah. seconds of a song. She didn't even, made it a yeah, she didn't even sing the bridge and you wrote a bridge that she already knew. It's like, like we're, all, on, uh, you know, we're all musicians. We tour. That's not how it works. <laughs> you want to move on to actress and leading role? I mean, we could talk about Vigo. Vigo's great in Green Book. Vigo was great. Amazing. Vigo's always great. No, Vigo was amazing yeah. in Green Book. Yeah. Uh, so in the actress, Alex, want to read off the actress you category got for us? Yalitza, Apar- why don't we have Mary Aparicio? <laughs> read the hey, Spanish yeah. name. Yalitza Aparicio. That's how I was gonna pronounce it. <laughs> for Roma, Glenn Close for the wife, Olivia Coleman for the favorite, Gaga for A Star Is Born, uh, and Mel- <laughs> Melissa McCarthy Gaga. for Can You Ever Forgive Me? And let's start with that one. That is one film that I really wanted to see because seen her co-star same. Richard E. Grant is also nominated for a Supporting Actor for Can You supporting Ever Forgive Me? Supporting Actor. And that's one that just I didn't get a lot of fanfare. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think that I any of us have seen it. I'd love to see it. Marielle, did, you, Marielle did you see that one? No, and I'm dying to see it. I mean, I I just saw the trailer right now, actually, and Melissa just looks... I think both both of them are they look amazing in that film. Mili- I'm I just love Melissa McCarthy. I think she's yeah. just like getting better and better and she's just like embracing this uh, again as I'm a huge fan of character a- character actors mm-hmm. and she time. seems to be 
really embracing that. So I'm really happy that she's get, I, and she's a great comedian. So to be a great comedian, you have to be a great actor. So yeah. I'm really happy that she's it is nice nominated. to see her doing things like this. I though. was gonna say, yeah, for she, a while it was there, about time. I was getting yeah. a bit oversaturated by mm-hmm. her, but all the movies though at that time were like just dumb movies. Like she was not that she was dumb in them. She they was were just great. like adventure. They or were just hard comedy. Yeah, they were yeah. like just kind of typecasting her as that kind of comedic role. And then well, she also did a bunch of a couple, a handful of movies with her husband. That I don't think we saw any of them, but they were all so. terribly reviewed mm. in films and bombed. Mm. So, but either so I'm, was, I'm good yeah. to see. I'm glad to see that she's doing like kind of more off serious. the wall indie, yeah, indie serious mm. roles because I, I do think she's a good actress. So she I is, think and she needs can you believe to she's been nominated? More. This, this is her second Academy Award nomination. What, what was mm-hmm. the other one? Bridesmaids. Oh, yeah. oh, she was nominated for that oh, as yeah, well. That's right. Oh, that's well coming out. I was really happy to see her with Bridesmaids. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. How about the wife? Did anyone see the wife? I did. Not. I, I did. saw a clip of the wife. You did? I I did. Yeah. Glenn Close is. Oh, she blew me away. Uh, Glenn, she. I mean, at least my concept of Glenn has always been this sort of strong mm. woman. Cruella de mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Cruella de I mean, I, was she nominated for an Oscar? Uh, I don't think so. I think, she, I think she was, wasn't she? For, for that, or... for live action Dalmatians. She won. Yeah, she won. She? she did win an award. Am I? Am I? Am I? Am I, uh, am I making this up? I don't know. I don't. I, I don't well, know. I think. I, I think I remember, but no, I might be completely wrong. Her character is just like this submissive, quiet, shy woman. Yeah. That you, I, I kind of had like a struggle of sort of like. Uh, merging the character into Glenn Close because again my concept of her is very different but at the end of the movie spoiler alert but she just sort of like takes control of her of her womanhood and her mm-hmm. person and, and her as an individual and as a writer because it's it's about like this right uh she and her hu- her and her husband are writers and the she sort of like starts writing all of his work and he oh, yeah. wins a noble a noble prize because of his writing but is actually hers mm. so it's sort of Whoa. like this sort of like problem and dilemma starts awakening in her at the end and she I'm not going to say anything more <laughs> so uh <laughs> no, 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 she takes a stand so she takes a stand so and, would you uh, say it's a sequel or prequel to Albert Nobbs? <laughs> that was the last time she was nominated. And I remember uh, she did. So she did win a golden. No, she was nominated for a Golden Globe in 97 for 101 Dalmatians. Nice. Oh, nice. Okay. I wasn't making it up then. Okay, okay good. Okay. I remember good old Albert Nobbs. <laughs> I remember laughing. Sorry, I just wanted <laughs> to get an Albert Nobbs, Nobbs. Yeah. joke in. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, she, she, she's great. I think she might win. I'm I'm thinking I I I think Glenn Close is going to win honestly. My take my my pick is uh, I think Olivia Coleman's going to take yeah, this one. Yeah, she's she's real. I'm hoping good that too. Olivia I, I wins though. So. Yeah. I want her to win, but I'm I think is going to be Glenn. Uh, it would be really cool though if uh, Yalitza won. Yeah, she was. I don't think funny. she's I don't think she's going to win. Probably not, but it's nice no. to see her there. A yeah. Lot. and... Gaga, sorry, I don't think this is your year. Yeah, we don't need to mention Gaga anymore. But it's stoked to see it perform. (laughs) I will say, we don't need to get into the whole supporting actress list, but it's all the the main actresses from the favorite being nominated 
God, Yay. Yeah. I, I hope one of them really takes happy. him. Cool. If you did have to choose between Emma and Rachel, who who would you pick? Oh, I think I was I, trying to do that this afternoon. I couldn't I, find one. I, I think I think I'm gonna go with Rachel, but I'm, yeah. I, I I thought they were both phenomenal. I just I love Rachel Wise. I think she's always great. So I think I yeah. just have a bit of a bias towards her. I I disliked her character because I had a spoiler alert. At the end, she. You know, in she a sense, was, wins. Yeah, yeah. she was and, playing and, long. And at con the end, you kind of just feel like Emma Stone became kind of the villain by the end, and so you just feel so good for Rachel Weisz mm-hmm. at the end. I just felt that extra connection towards. All right, her. I'll vote Team Emma. I I no, I, I, I team with a slight edge to to Emma as well, just because I've never, I don't think I've seen her in a role like that before, where she's so conniving and you know, her she had a great in, arc. Yeah, dude, her in this, and I had just within the last couple months seen all of Maniac on Netflix mm. with Jonah Hill and her. She's great. I, I thought it's like you getting, she's pushing herself into realms that you don't normally see her in and I loved her in The Favorite. I thought it was super fun to watch her and Rachel like fucking plot against each other while Olivia Coleman is just wailing. Yeah. And like <laughs> boy, feet are falling off. Her. It's just great. Yeah, so Team Emma. Uh, moving over to actor in a supporting role then. That's another tough list there. I mean, we mentioned it earlier. We got Sam Elliott for Stars Born. We got Richard Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Sam Rockwell, our boy, for Vice. Well, I think by default we have to vote yeah. for Sam Rockwell. We got Adam Driver and Black Klansman. And then Mashi. Mar- Mar- Mahershala. Mahershala for Green Book. Mahershala. He was phenomenal. Sam Rockwell's great. I thought his... Bush was scary, <laughs> scary. scarily like accurate, accurate and scarily just super funny. Yeah, <laughs> even was, physically, it was just yeah, like very was, yeah, pretty spot on. It Which, was such a small role though that I can't. Yeah, well, so yeah. that's my other that's my argument for the Sam Elliott. I think is my number two because he was so good in like four, four scenes, scenes yeah. in A Star Is Born. Yeah, but he was amazing. Packed a lot of emotion. Totally deserves scenes. to be on here. I don't think they're gonna give it to him. Yeah. I think they should. I mean, I'll say yeah. out with his character in uh, Stars Born, the one scene uh, at towards the end when um, uh, Bradley Cooper basically says that you know you were my inspiration, it wasn't our yeah, father? I looked up to you, you, not dad. And then he, Sam Elliott, doesn't say anything. He just like looks at him, pulls out of the driveway, and the tears just start slowly yeah. coming. He turns that, his head to check that behind that him, and his scene eyes are was some bloodshot. of the best acting I'd seen all year. Like just that, mm. him turning around, kind of facing towards the camera, pulling out. Yeah was so good. I love that too because I was, was jaw dropped with that scene. Yeah, that, that was one of those, Go ahead, RJ. Yeah, that I was that scene it, where yeah. you're like, this film's like it's getting me. Like in those moments, like, I don't this want film to, is but really it's good. So the people it's I were really watching good. with, friends and my girlfriend, we when that scene happened, I uh, completely assumed as it played out, like that's exactly what I thought was going to happen. He said he closed the door, he was going to leave immediately, but be emotionally struck. Everyone thought he was turning his head to like open the door to get out and like go have a moment with his brother i was yeah. like no absolutely no, he's not leaving, yeah. this is exactly <laughs> how it plays out that's and it, that's why it's so gut-wrenching because these are two men who have never expressed expressed this kind of and, yeah, love for each other and like that one tiny little moment like one of them just needed to say one thing mm-hmm. and that's it mm-hmm. you yeah. don't need like the embrace it wouldn't have made that moment better like all you need is to see sam elliott's face as he's driving away 
and you're crushed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought he was great. Uh, the, but all that being said, I think Mahershala Ali should win this. He was really good. Uh, if they good. don't give it to Sam Elliott because like it was such a small role. Like Mahershala ran that movie and I was like, kind of surprised that the nominations weren't flipped because yeah. I felt like he was the lead of the movie. Like I know the the story is based around Vigo. I don't know. I get I get that that is why they're categorized this way. But or they both should have been nominated for best actor. It felt yeah. like it seemed well, like even screen tough. time. I don't know how because that works. Even, just well, even with like it, the favorite, like it's tough because I could have said that Rachel, Rachel Weiss is the main, the main character. Yeah. Like there's that's that's that. I think that's how they like su- get them in there somehow. Yeah, which that's why I was out. glad to see that's how they spread them out. Like that makes more sense to me for the favorite, anyways. So what I would really say is that you put. Mahershala in the lead, and then Sam Elliott wins supporting. But that's not the case, so I'm going to vote for Green Book for supporting. Mm. The only one on that list that kind of throws me is Adam Driver and Black Klansman. He was good. He's good, but he I love it's Adam Driver. It's just Adam Driver. He's just Adam love, Driver. Yeah, yeah he, he yeah. can like hell. His in Star Wars, he's better performing than this, which I don't know. That I, I was just very surprised that that made it on the list. It seemed yeah. very just unnecessary, just a waste of a spot a little bit. Yeah, it was a waste of spot. It's just Adam Driver. And especially, yeah. like, I've seen him in Girls, like, in the HBO series, mm-hmm. and he's way more mind-blowing than in Black Klansman. But it was just Adam... But he was really good. Yeah. He was just, like, oh, yeah. Really and it's, yeah, his character was fine. The movie was... I enjoyed the film. I was a bit surprised it made Best Picture list. But, yeah. But I do think Marshala is going to take the Oscar. Mahersh- For supporting. Mahershala, yeah. 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 For supporting. Yeah, I'm I'm on board with that. Sam, you got one, bud. Love you. Yeah. Go work on Galaxy Quest Part Two. Uh, <laughs> so the other category we talked about, we wanted to touch on, was animated. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Those are movies. Those are I movies, guess. and that's animated yeah. is one of those categories that I think pe- some people get excited, but not, and then other people don't care about animated films. But those and usually are better than any live action movie half the time uh sometimes man i would definitely say like half of the movies on this year's animated list are better than half of the movies on the best picture list that is true i isle of dogs was one of my favorite movies of this year of the year of the year for sure it it, maybe maybe it might be my favorite wes anderson movie it's definitely up there toward the top i would have a hard time Deciding between that or Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, though. That movie was real good. It was real good. I would, I, I'd give the edge to Isle of Dogs just because I, it's I thought it was a better film overall. But man, I loved Spider-Man. I only saw Incredibles two and Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse on this list. I will see all of them, but my vote is definitely for Spider-Man. That movie was visually stunning. And I love Spider-Man. Hey, there's one snub I noticed. Batman Ninja was the wildest oh. animated film I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, but it, like, <laughs> yeah, that's not a, on this I, list. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a different category. That, that movie is so Austin all over the place. Yeah, that was a wild, wild experience. So it gave me. It was a similar feeling watching Batman Ninja as it was watching Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, though, where you're like, you're seeing such a new artistic style in front, of, like taking place mm-hmm. in front of your eyes. It's, and it was just it's such a cool experience to see something new that you haven't really felt yeah. before. Especially, you know, for people who don't watch a lot of anime, mm-hmm. like Batman Ninja is a straight up anime Batman story that makes no, no sense. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and if you but think the, the first time you go, what the fuck is the last time? No, it's going to get worse and worse and worse, <laughs> but it is a wild fun ride. Is there any other categories we wanted to touch Did on? Did we talk about director? We have no, not. That's directing. the only we one have I was no. Spike I like Lee, Black Klansman. Uh, I don't know the directors, but that movie Cold War 
Which I didn't see, but I really want to. Which but. is one of those movies that like I didn't even hear about until it came out on this. Yeah. And then it's like one of those people love it. Critics love it. I think and you see getting, the trailer and you're like, oof. That's, I think it's getting a nomination. It's one of those movies where you're like, oh, they just wanted to nominate this one because it's like really, really good. But Couldn't I don't think it's going to win spots. Uh, over the favorite Roma and Vice. I don't believe that Adam McKay has a chance for winning Vice this I don't think he has a chance this time around. He may have had better luck with um, Big Short. Big, Big Short. Short. Who who ended up winning that year? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I think Alfonso Cuaron is going to take it, no? Yeah, it seems to be the... I, I would yeah, love to see the favorite been. win this, but I do think it's going Roma. Spike Lee's first nomination ever. That's very surprising. Ooh. For director. Yeah, anyway. for director, yeah. Which I really did enjoy that movie. I do think it deserves to be on this list. You oh, know, like it, I thought it, it really stood out. For the mm. year, because okay. the movie which one Black RJ Cl- Black Klansman, mm. because it's such a weirdly like I was we found ourselves like having so many there's like a lot of laughs like deliberate jokes mm. in the movie I laughed a lot in Black Klansman the movie yeah. it feels like there are heavy stakes you know there's they're talking about bombs toward the end you know the violence just the hate all of it is like very serious but the tone of the movie is such like a it starts on a prank call. Mm-hmm. And then it, they just roll with this investigation through faking this identity, and it's just kind of a fun ride. And there's a lot of parallels to now, and you're seeing it the whole movie, and it's kind of making you uncomfortable that you're having fun. And then at the end of the movie, he pulls the curtain away and jams real footage <laughs> of Charlottesville. And I was like, this is an amazing choice mm-hmm. because this is what was going through my head the whole movie. Yeah. And I love that they just were like, Okay, so now that you've been thinking about this in the context of the 70s, this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. So what that alone, like that idea of like blending a movie with a message in a different way than we're used to, you know, like normally it's like here's a movie about the 70s, like Green Book was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Like here's a story about a friendship that shows how one, how bad racism can be, and two, how good people can be. What Black Klansman does is it does it in a different way where it's that same kind of story of people working together against these hate groups and then the story ends, but the hate didn't end. So he's just like, okay, and now here's like the, it's almost like the text, it is. It's like the, the biopic summary text. Like, yeah. And then 10 this years happened. later, this yeah. happened. Which that's what it was, but it was like a visual and visceral way to do that that literally made me leave the theater feeling like physically uncomfortable which is also really what Vice, Vice did as yeah. well, and that's what Adam McKay does with all yep. of the, this and the big short, which I think is why he gets a, a directing nomination, because that's a unique way to tell a film. Absolutely. And definitely adds a, a lot more weight and importance to a film like that, whereas Vice, you know, done by anyone else, wouldn't have had necessarily that grab-you-attention yeah. moments in there because it mm-hmm. you know, breaks the fourth wall and does all of that. And then the end of Vice, when it you know talks about our current political climate, and yeah. you're just like... Then you leave the theater feeling Worse. like shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think what Black Klansman does, what I, what I like about the way that Spike Lee did it was he shows you a movie and then kind of paints the picture. Yeah. Whereas Vice, I love the way Adam McKay is making these movies, but the between the big short and this, and I think Vice felt frantic to me. Mm. He was trying to do that, the whole, like blend these messages the whole time. Mm. It was with messy. all like the breaking the fourth wall, like adding text to you in a scene. Mm-hmm. 
like it, it was really well made, but man, sometimes I was like hanging on the back of a car. I don't know where my focus is. Uh, whereas Black Klansman keeps your focus very deliberately in a, a familiar movie setting and then kind of hits you in the gut at the mm-hmm. end, which was just a cool way of pu- pushing through a message in a movie that I hadn't seen. Yeah. Uh, so I would be happy if Spike won, but I'm still pushing for Yar- Yargos. What's his name? Yorgos. 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 Yeah. Yeah. We've no, the only thing, and I, oh, I kind of disagree a little bit with you with Black Klansman there, RJ. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, what you got? <laughs> it was. I thought it was a little. I thought it was too much at the end of the all the footage mm-hmm. that they put up. I thought it was just. Okay, the first one was okay. You and I and I totally agree with you. It was in the back of my mind, and then it just came up, and I was like, okay, I get it. And then all of a sudden, a clip of Donald Trump talking, and then you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. And then again, okay, <laughs> yeah. I get it. Yeah. I really. That, like, I will say that end, is the thing like... with Spike. He's not subtle, and none of his films are ever subtle. So when that did happen at the end, I agree where I, I, I mean, I was like, I don't need this. I get it. Uh, yeah, I didn't need I it didn't, to begin but with. But then yeah. his thing that he does is he doesn't hide from that. So he's yeah. like, here, by the way, here's exactly what I'm doing with this movie yeah. and throws it in your face. But I do agree that it was a bit heavy handed, but I also wasn't surprised that he's that heavy handed because that's just what he does. Yeah, but. for sure. I would definitely agree it's heavy handed. I, I dug it. But yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. It's 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 a lot. And it's and, a I mean, hard tone the, shift. Yeah. And the, the movie is already, it, it has like a subtle tone, but it's already poli- political mm-hmm. and, it, and it opens up political, like like a big enough political conversation as it is already. And just like those clips for me, just like threw me, I mean, I don't know, but yeah, it was just like too much. Mm-hmm. Right on. That's fair. But yeah, I'm also rooting for Yorgos. Because I just love his films, and I've been a fan of him. And Alfonso, I mean, you got, I gotta, I gotta, yeah. I gotta cheer for my countrymen. I think but, he, and, I and think he's, he's an amazing director. Sure. Yeah, yeah, he won at Golden Globes. I would love Black Panther to uh, win a score, from what I can see here. Isle of Dogs probably had a good score, but I didn't see it. And costume design. Towards the very bottom there, you can see visual effects nominees were Avengers: Infinity War, Christopher Robin. Didn't see Christopher Robin. No. I did. Was it good? Good, Cute? Visual, good visual effects. It's it's so boring, but the visual effects are just so freaking beautiful. I I, I I wouldn't be surprised if it wins. That's cool. First First Man, uh, the visual effects of First Man weren't the thing that sticks out to me. No, well, because they were limited, which is probably why it's on here. Because there were you know, there's no there, effects. there's minimal effects, yeah. which is why I like that about the film. But the ones that were blended in, did they use a lot of no like notice. practical visual effects? It was, a la, like, it was, Lord a, of the yes. Rings. yeah, it was a lot of, it was more of camera tricks, more mm-hmm. smart, mm-hmm. smart effects, Amen. smart versus effects. something like Bullshit. Ready Player One, which is a completely which is computer. all the dumb effects. Yeah, well, and I get it. <laughs> but you know, some of that that shining scene, the shining was scene's cool. great. Shining scene was, yeah, but everything looks really so cool. produced and. Shiny, basically shiny and fake. Granted, but, that, but that was the point. They that was the, the point. That was the point. I'm just sorry. I'm, I was just trying to find a spot for Mission Impossible Fallout, and it could have been <laughs> in visual effects. Uh, well, the, I guess really the one I was gonna call out. I started writing a bunch of snubs, and I was like, "Stop! You're just gonna keep doing this." Yeah. The if I'm looking through Marvel movies from last year, like the one thing I would want is a Josh Brolin acting award 
because that dude and or For just Infinity like War? that made, yeah. that's kind of the visual effects the blunt mm-hmm. of the visual effects aside from like all the bullshit was that they made Thanos look sound and feel when he cries in that movie I mm-hmm. thought it was a brilliant performance and get those uh, motion capture actors some fucking credit yeah, some awards because man. Josh Brolin that was a Josh Brolin movie and it was like the biggest movie of the year last year and it, he was amazing in it. So we got through all the categories we wanted to talk about. So much like the Academy Awards themselves, we're going to cut out all the other categories and call it a day. We're going to go home and Google the difference between sound editing and, and sound, sound mixing, mixing like we do every, every year. year. <laughs> Marielle, what's coming up for you? Um, I'm normally just going to be focused on tattooing. This year, just not going to line up any shows and stuff. So. Cool. Well, I remember, I think it was a year ago, last time we talked, you were was when you were having your exhibition, if I remember. The Mexican consulate? Yeah, yeah that was consulate, the last time we recorded was a year ago. So yeah. think how much you've wow. done there... since then. You've become a full-time professional tattoo artist. I was going to say for, no. for our listeners, which are us, uh, uh, <laughs> within that year... <laughs> Uh, Marielle tattooed all three of us. Yeah, we all got tattoos. We all have tattoos. Yeah, we, all, we have all been marked done, by yeah, Marielle. Permanently marked by Marielle. I have a show up in the border, both in El Paso and Juarez. So I have pieces there. And I have another show in Santa Rosa right now. And I am in the works of another show here in San Francisco. So nice, congrats! And where That's can all people very, find yeah. your work on yeah, the we're internet? Online. Um, where, <laughs> yeah, where 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 do we go to? Well, people, you can find me on Instagram. Is at Mariel Bayona is my first and last name. Just so M A R I E L B A Y O N A. It takes a while to learn my name and my tattoo page is by mava b-y-m-a-b-a that's sort of like my tattoo page so you can find me there if you find me first either way they're both linked so yeah and then yeah, and just yeah. remember listeners if you want to post something just hashtag marielle a star is born and <laughs> that will link you to all of it <laughs> uh, thank you so much for having me oh, guys Oh, it's always a what pleasure a to have you on. Uh, we'll see you next year for the 92nd annual Academy Award. Yeah, take, take, uh, <laughs> and the fourth annual By Grabthar's Hammer Side Quest Oscars and Red right. Line Edition. Take, you should take pride in the fact that you've been on the past three Galaxy Quest podcast episodes of ours because. You know, I was just thinking about that and I can't believe, I can't believe that it's been three years and it's, I'm. Always and excited and giddy. Good. To I'm talk glad. I'm glad that you it. still get excited to get <laughs> couple, on. Couple, a couple more podcast us. episodes and a few dozen more viewings of Galaxy Quest, and you'll be an official host of this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, can I? Yeah, at this point, you already are. are. <laughs> for the last three years, you've been the fourth host of By Gravitar's Hammer. For sure. So thank you I for your call-in service. Thank you for having me, guys. I love you all. Hey. Well, guys. Let's put in that VHS of Galaxy Quest. Let's huh? boot it up. <laughs> That's never, never give up. up. Never, never surrender. Don't forget to buy a Galaxy Quest t-shirt on your way out.